people always say, you got to write your goals, you got to write your goals, you got to write your goals. But for me, what I found is when I wrote goals, it made me feel like crap, dude. I'm like, golly, like I want a bigger house. I want this. I want that. I'm like, golly, I'm not doing nothing with my life. I need all these things. Yeah. So by adding a gratitude piece, right? Mm. I'm thankful for my home. I'm thankful for my wife. I'm thankful for my kids. I'm thankful to be alive. I'm thankful for electricity. And then we start reaching for our goals. I want this. I need this. You know, I am this, so on and so forth. The frequency and the energy is completely different when we come from a place of gratitude and then reach versus a place of lack yeah. and then reach, right? Yeah. So step three, gratitude and goals. <laughs>
Yeah, but that's 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 what I call it. It wasn't a series of unfortunate events, just a series of unfortunate beliefs. Yeah. So I really had a victim mindset in my in my twenties. I was killing it in the car business, but my life outside of the business was was a wreck, and I was making a lot of poor decisions mm. uh, that ultimately caused me to lose custody of my my daughter. So I had a six year old little girl, okay. uh, and she was taken away from me. And when they took my rights from her. Uh, I kind of lost it, man. So I, I hit the road. I left Flagstaff. I had burned tons of bridges, you know, made lots of mistakes. And after a series of, uh, you know, uh, continually making some poor choices, I ended up homeless on the streets wow. in, in San Diego, California, man. And uh, yeah, it was crazy, dude. It was uh, people, people think the worst part about being homeless is, you know, you're hungry or, uh, you don't have a roof over your head or whatever, but ultimately the worst part about homelessness is you quickly become invisible, man. Mm. Like people won't make eye contact with you. Yeah. Which I get it. You know, they don't know if you're going to mug them or if you're going to make them feel guilty and ask them for some money, or maybe they think, you know, you need to get off your rear end and get a job, whatever the, the thought process is. I yeah. get it. But living on the other side of it, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy, man. There's nothing worse than feeling like you don't, like you're invisible, like you don't exist. You just start to blend in. Yeah. And so that, in, that invisibleness led to hopelessness. Hopelessness led to depression, which ultimately led to, you know, me believing that the world would be a better place if I wasn't in it. You know, yeah. my mom wouldn't have to worry about me anymore. I couldn't hurt anybody anymore. Um, you know, things like that. And so going back to the stereotypes, you know, as black folks, we can't swim very well. So okay. I, I thought if I could swim out as far as I can, you know, into the ocean, I wouldn't be able to make my way back. Yeah. And uh, ultimately, I attempted that. However, the tide was coming in as I was swimming out, and I wasn't a strong enough swimmer to get out past the tide. So it rolled me back up, uh, you know, on the beach. Yeah. And, and that was the moment where I just kind of laid there and I saw the stars, man, and how big the universe is and how small my problems really were in comparison to how big the universe is. And then there was also this just sense of like, it was like a realization that, hey, Glenn, you are not a victim. You are the catalyst. Mm -hmm. Like every city that you were in, every state that you were in, no matter who you were around, you were the constant like quit blaming everyone else and let's look in the mirror real quick. And on the other side of that was, hey, well, if I'm the catalyst for the pain, then that means I could be a catalyst for, for growth and success, Yeah. right? Um, and so, yeah, that was kind of my realization there. And I, I wish I could say I just snapped my fingers and everything Spread. was amazing after that, but it wasn't. I continued to make a series of mistakes for a while, but uh, two steps forward, one step back, basically from, from that moment. And uh, had a lot of success since then, which has been great. Come on. Yeah. And, you know, I did auto sales right out of high school. Horrible, horrible at it. But they were going to pay me 1800 bucks a month, whether I sold the car or not for three months. And at 18 years old, I felt like P. Diddy at that point. But, uh, yeah, you dude. know, so but sales is tough anyways. Auto sales is tougher. I mean, high turnover in that industry for sure. But how did you get started in the auto industry? And then you you lead Arizona, you go to your dealership in the town where you're at now, less than 10,000 people. You over five years, you get this thing to 800% in sales. How did you do that, man? Yeah. So my first experience in the auto industry was rough. I ended up homeless and 
and suicidal, you know, right. that's, yeah. that's what, and, and, and I blamed the auto industry for a lot of it, well, right? Um, <laughs> so when I moved to, I ultimately, long story short, I, I, I moved to Kentucky, I met my wife, okay. and uh, she got pregnant, and so here I was again with a woman, having a kid, and uh, I didn't want to go through that whole vicious cycle I had just gone through all over again. Yeah. So cars is what I'm good at. It's what I've always been good at. I started when I was 20 years old. I saw an ad in the paper that said 5,000 bucks a month guaranteed. No experience, <laughs> no degree, no nothing. I'm like, that's me right there. Yeah. I'm yeah. that guy. And so I was always good at it. I grew through it, um, but it wasn't good for me. So. Yeah. This time I was like, okay, I'm going to go back in the industry, but if I'm going to go back in, I'm going to turn it on its head, man. I'm going to make an impact. I'm not going to allow the environment to control me. I'm going to shift the environment. Yeah. And so I literally wrote down on a piece of paper, everything I hated about the auto industry as an employee, everything I hated as a customer. And I just made a commitment that I was going to do everything 180 degrees opposite of what was on that piece of paper. Yeah. Uh, and in doing wow. so over a period of six years, I went from sales manager all the way through up to general manager. And we grew from 120 car month store to ultimately we sold 1,043 cars in 27 business days in uh, March of 2018, making us the second largest used car franchise in the country. <laughs> wow. That is unbelievable. Yeah. It's so crazy. awesome. I, I love one of your, your core values that you have listed on your website as rise. I'm big on morning routines. I'm up at 4am six days a week. I don't set the alarm on Sundays, but I'm usually up by 430, but you wake up at 350 every day, man. What's your morning routine look like? Yeah. So I believe in five simple steps to an extraordinary life, man. If you can nail these things first thing in the morning, yeah. it changes everything. So step one for me is no snooze button. Never, ever, ever hit the snooze button. That's the, the devil right there. Yeah. Number two is no phone first thing in the morning. Man, there is nothing. There's nothing in here that can't wait. I right. promise. Yep. Right? And we have to fill ourselves up before we let the, the, the rest of the world come in. Mm -hmm. So that's step two. Step three is gratitude and goals. So I write down 10 things that I'm thankful for, and then I write down 10 goals, some daily, some monthly, some yearly goals. Nice. Uh, and that sounds like two steps, but the reason I call that one step is people always say, you got to write your goals, you got to write your goals, you got to write your goals. But for me, what I found is when I wrote goals, it made me feel like crap, dude. I'm like, golly, like I want a bigger house. I want this. I want that. I'm like, golly, I'm not doing nothing with my life. I need all these things. Yeah. So by adding a gratitude piece, right? Mm -hmm. I'm thankful for my home. I'm thankful for my wife. I'm thankful for my kids. I'm thankful to be alive. I'm thankful for electricity. And then we start reaching for our goals. I want this. I need this. You know, I am this, so on and so forth. The frequency and the energy is completely different when we come from a place of gratitude and then reach versus a place of lack yeah. and then reach, right? Yeah. So step three, gratitude and goals. Step four, take care of the physical, man. You got to get in motion. A body in motion tends to stay in motion. So I don't yeah. care if you crawl, walk, run, you know, fight, uh, golf, whatever it is, just get moving. And then step five is probably the most important thing of all. And I do this every single day and I highly suggest other people do as well. Once I've spent that time on me, I've been very selfish this morning, right? I'm not snoozing. I'm not answering texts. I'm not... It's my gratitude. It's my goals. I'm taking care of the physical. 
Once I've done all of that, step five is to send out an encouraging message. Mm. Just text somebody or send somebody a message on Facebook or say something to your wife or to your kids. You want to release this positive energy out into the world so that it can reciprocate and ultimately make an impact in somebody else's life. So those are the five steps I do every single day, man. That is huge, man. Thank you so much for sharing that. That is awesome, man. Definitely going to start doing that grateful and goals list uh, for sure on my end. Hey, I hope you're enjoying the show so far. Wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsors, starting with Rewebbed. They are the best digital marketing agency on the planet. I love working with those guys. Founded by a guy named Ian Inman. He's on a mission to feed 1 billion kids and help 1 million entrepreneurs. Go check them out. Tell them I sent you. Alpha Outpost, amazing monthly subscription box sent right to your door every single month. You can start for five bucks. They send you cool stuff like this. Go use the code TOPRATINGMMA for 15% off your order. Every time that I have a guest on my show, they say that's an amazing flag. Well, this flag here and many others that I own are from a company called Combat Flags. It's a veteran-owned company. They're on a mission to donate as much money as they can to stop soldier suicide. It's an amazing organization. Go check them out, Combat Flags. This whole 2020 coronavirus thing, it's, it's attacked, I would say, a lot of people on the mental health side of things. And, and it's such a big issue. Not a lot of people taking care of their mental health, but how can folks stay strong uh, and grow in their mental health right now, man? Yeah. So, uh, you know, starting off in the morning, those first five steps, that yeah. alone is huge, right? Yeah. That's a great reset. There was multiple times, especially in the first month of this stuff where, you know, I wanted like by the end of the day, dude, I just wanted to go in my closet into the fetal <laughs> position and just like suck right. my thumb, you know, right. it was crazy in the beginning for sure. Yeah. Uh, but then you reset that next morning, you do your morning routine, you get into mm -hmm. your gratitude and, and so on and so forth. And, and it, it just gets easier. It's like building up that mu mental muscle. Right. Yep. Um, but also something that I've really done and I suggest that people do is as soon as I gathered myself after, you know, collecting all the, the piles of frozen chicken and, and gallons of milk and all that, after freaking out, yeah. then I was like, you know what, dude, the best way, like you cannot, you cannot be filled with fear when you're serving other humans. Mm. It's just, it's just impossible. There's something yep. about service to another that empowers you. And so I flipped a switch and was like, let's turn up the volume on our outputs. What, how can we serve? How many people, how many people can we serve? How many people can we connect with? Uh, how can we help? What can we do? I took my company and just started throwing in a bunch of freebies. Like we're going to sales train. We're going to do this, that, um, just to serve others, man. Serving others really fills the spirit and the heart. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it helps drown out the noise for sure. Mm. Man, it's so good. So good. Uh, you have this program called Goalkeeper Masterclass. You talk about helping folks really develop habits that are going to help them crush goals on a regular basis, man. But when folks join that masterclass, what can they expect to get out of that, man? Yeah, so we really dive into this idea. So it takes 67 days, right? Harvard did this study that biologically, it takes 67 days for something to become easier to do than to not do. Yeah. So we've all heard, you know, 20 days to create a habit, 30 days, so on and so forth. And all of that's whatever. Maybe it's real. Maybe it's not real. But yeah. actually, biologically, in your body, for something to shift, you have to do it for 67 days straight. On day 67, it's easier to do than to not do. So mm -hmm. with our Goalkeeper Masterclass, we really dive into the conscious and the subconscious mind 
What's holding you back? What are your limiting beliefs? How do we crack you out of those? And how do we create some disciplined habits that you can apply in your life every single day to carry you through that 67 day mark? So then you can continue to actually hit, achieve and master being a goalkeeper. Wow, man, I'll tell you that the 67 days is true. I, uh, by far, I mean, I, this summer, I wanted to, I just turned 40 December. And so I said, okay, for my 40th birthday last year, I was like, I'm going to be in the best shape ever. I always been at 200 pounds. I worked out twice and I quit. And then 2020 comes around May 4th. I started, I'm like, I'm going to do cardio every time and get rid of this dad bod. I lasted 10 days and I quit. And right. then I said, all right, May 16th, I'm starting over day one. And I said 90 days straight. I did 90 days straight of cardio, lost 30 mm. pounds, mm. got my got my body fat down to 10% body fat, and wow. got on this streak, man. And, and I've still been lifted. I've actually only missed two days of workout since May 4th. But yeah. you're right, man. About that 67, 70 days, that's where really started to sit in where I was I was just I laser focused. I wasn't gonna miss a day, man. Yeah, it's just easier to do it than to not do it at that point. You're like yeah. You know, in, in the beginning, going to work out, you drudge, right? You're like, I don't yeah. want to go. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. But then after 67 days, you're like, I have to go. Like somebody's like, can you go do this? You're like, no, dude, I got to go work out. Yep. Like, Non-negotiable. Becomes, yeah. This Ugh. becomes a part of you. Man. Yeah. I want to talk about your hashtag. Congrats, rising by the way. Oh, 40 years you. old, 10% body fat, crushing it. I love it. When's your birthday in December? Uh, December 11th. Yeah. I'm December so. 20th, man. Are you? Okay. 20th. Right yeah. on. Yeah, so I changed the goal to be the most fit 41-year-old I know. So that's that's the new goal for this year. So dad uh, bow in his shed. So now we're just trying to build up the muscle at this point. So, I love it, man. Yeah. When I turned 40, I wanted to be able to dunk a basketball at 40 years old. That was my goal. And so I, I was hitting the gym, doing the box jumps, all that. I dunked a basketball at 40. And Come on. Fast forward a couple of years, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not back at – I need to get back to basketball weight. I know, okay. I need to tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah covid put a couple pounds on me right oh man that was it was tough doing the 90 days straight and then because I, I really watched everything i was eating and, and i didn't even eat a french fry i cut out all sweets for 90 days straight and i have this inner fat kid that just wants to eat everything on the table yeah. right? you know yeah. that was the toughest part for me to not eat those sweets during those 90 <laughs> days for sure but I, I wanted to talk about your podcast this hashtag rise and grind sh morning show Right, you do this live every day from your amazing studio right there. Why did you decide to, to do this? And for folks who don't know about it, what's the show about, man? So, hashtag Rise and Grind is all about motivation, education, and inspiration. Yeah. So, we go live at 5.30 a.m. Monday through Friday. Nice. Uh, we did episode number 726 this morning. Come on. Uh, yeah, man. We've been going for a little over two and a half years. Um, but ultimately... Uh, we, I wanted to create a space. And for those of you that are watching on video, this is what the, uh, what it looks like. This is the studio right here, which, yeah. we, which we love. Um, but ultimately, man, I found that social media was just filled with so much negativity and yeah. it was driving me crazy, man. I was complaining about it. And then I thought, Glenn, you know, better than this, the complainers, the guy that ended up you know, on the, on the side of the ocean rolled up on the beach. Like, let's, let's be about it. Let's do something about it. Yeah. And so I, I was like, let's just create a space, man, where it's safe. There's nothing but motivation, education, and inspiration. You'll never find any news, any politics, any division, anything like that on anything that we do. Uh, and, and so we started that and it became a clothing line. It became a group. We've got a group on Facebook with over, over 30,000 members. 
and the feed is just filled, man. Nothing but positivity, nothing but educational, motivational, inspirational stuff. It's super, super cool. So that's the guts of Rise and Grind, man. We bring on celebrity guests on the Fridays and, you know, all kinds of fun stuff. It's really taken on a life of its own. I love it, man. I'm in the group and, and it is. It's amazing to see all the motivational, inspirational stuff rolled through there for sure. Thanks, man. Love that. We talked a little bit about 2020 kind of being this interesting year, but what's on your heart for 2021, man? Oh my gosh, everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, everything. Um, I think that everybody got punched in the face in, uh, in, in March, no matter what they want to say. I right. think everybody took a hit and we all reacted to it a little bit differently, you know, and, um, you know, Mike Tyson said it best. Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the, punched in the face. Yeah. Shakes, shakes people up. So my hope is in 2021, my hope and my concern uh, my hope is in that that in 2021, we as a species will will have evolved through this situation. Yeah. Um, my concern is that we will revert back mm. to where we were, and 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 another punch in the face will 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 knock us out. This time it seems like we've rebounded. Okay. There's a lot of things going on in the world that are crazy because it's all stirred up. You know, you put the red ants and the black ants in a jar. They don't fight each other till you stir it up. Right. Yeah. So things are stirred up. I totally get that right now. But uh, yeah, I just hope that this evolutionary process we were forced into, I hope that it sticks Mm -hmm. in the sense the the business growth and um, the want wanting to, to reach out and to be more involved in the decision making in our country and and things like that, man. I, yeah. I hope that people's eyes stay open. Yep, man, absolutely. I wanted to shift to some fun questions here real quick for you while we end this thing. But uh, I'm a music guy. What's the first concert that you ever went to? Busta Rhymes, dude. Busta Rhymes, Phoenix, Arizona. It was freaking amazing. Oh, that would have been so cool. I'm a big Busta fan, dude. I love that guy. That is yes, so sir. cool, man. Yeah, awesome. Man. Do you think anyone can do sales? I think everyone does sales. Yeah. So you might not be labeled as a salesman for your job, but you've got to sell somebody to mate with you. You've got to sell somebody to live with you. You Yeah. Sell somebody to rent you a house or sell you a home. Like you have to sell the bank to give you an account. I mean, every, everything is, is sales. You got to sell your kids on why they should listen to what you have to say. (laughs) Totally. So yeah, I think, I think everyone is in sales, whether they want to be or not. Some of us have just embraced it. Therefore we study it, we get better at it. Um, And that's why sales is the highest paid industry, you know, in the world. Absolutely. It's all sales, buddy. Yep. Uh, two questions left for you. Uh, your Raiders fan, obviously on your chair there, they moved to Las Vegas. Was that a good thing or a bad thing? Dude, are you kidding me? Four-hour flight from Louisville to Vegas, direct <laughs> Southwest Airlines. You couldn't get to Oakland for it. From Kentucky to Oakland is a day and a half, no matter how you look at it. So I yeah. couldn't go to any home games. So now they're in Vegas. I can get season tickets, pop right in. I can be home for dinner right after Come the on. game. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, What's the best part about being a dad? Uh, Seven kids, right? Yeah, dude. Seven going on eight. My wife's pregnant right now. Come on. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thanks, man. Um, I think the very best part about being a dad is each one of them teaches me something new 
every single day. Yeah. So it's, it's like I have my own like little case study, man. I've got an 11 year old, an eight year old, and a six year old, and a five year old, and a three year old, and a two year old, you know, and <laughs> each one of them's got a different personality. And I learn, man, I just watch them. I observe how they handle things, how they respond to things, how, how open their eyes are, how imaginative they are, how creative they are, uh, all of those things, and how, how quickly they adapt and learn new things and are willing to apply it man it's crazy so yeah. for me that's the best part of that and i get to watch disney movies all the time which i love disney movies but yeah. uh that's probably the best part is it's I, i'm constantly learning and growing through them yep yeah my kids are 10 and 7 man same sort of thing man is it always learning and always just i love to see them grow and get new things and kind of new ideas about you know writing songs or things like that man so totally. such a cool thing uh, glenn such an honor to have you on my show today thank you for sharing your story man i think you are an absolute world changer man thank you so much man i appreciate you thanks eric i really appreciate it man love your podcast style love your energy you're awesome man glad we connected. thank you so much for watching the show today i so appreciate it please leave a comment down below leave us a review share this video we want to get it in front of as many people as we can i'm going to continue to bring on the best guests possible from world changers entrepreneurs success-minded people we are creating visionaries here on this channel thank you so much for checking it out have an awesome day